This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 133. It is January 3rd, 2023. A lot of threes today. Yeah, it's a three-heavy day. Three-heavy day. <laughs> uh, uh, happy birthday to J.R.R. Tolkien, because I know you love The Lord of the Rings uh, more than any other fantasy sci-fi property out there. Yeah, I'm an arc <laughs> guy. <laughs> Uh, a few weeks ago, it's funny, today is the first time way back in 1983 they played Plinko on Price is Right. We were talking about Plinko just a few weeks ago, 47th, 40, or no, excuse me, I'm getting all my dates wrong now, uh, 50th, 40th anniversary to that, and, Hmm. oh, See, just like writing checks, I'm forgetting that it's. I'm already forgetting it's 2023 instead of 2022. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody writes checks these days, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, it is the uh, anniversary of Unsolved Mysteries. Were you an Unsolved Mysteries guy? I loved. No, I wasn't, but I was into some sort of similar. I I I was more into. America's Most Wanted, huh? which is, I consider that sort of the same genre. Definitely. The bigger one, though, that I was, like, obsessed with for a hot minute. I don't know if you remember this show. It was called Rescue 911. Oh, yeah. Host, hosted by William Shatner. <laughs> That's um, where we got the original dramatic reenactments. Yes, yes. I remember, like, when that first came out, I think it was a special, you know, it was like a one-time thing, and then they ended up kind of like America's Funniest Home Videos. It started out as, like, this big TV special, and it was such a huge hit that everybody was, like, talking about it, and then it just became a show after that. Do you remember our college band, The Dramatic Reenactments? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were good. <laughs> No, I definitely remember that whole block. It, it felt like that was like uh, the the six the six to nine block uh, on on KSTP or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, everybody. So happy to be back once again. That man who loves tragedies and nine one one calls. Yeah, is Ryan? I, I really get off on it to this day. <laughs> Um, what's happening, everybody? Uh, I almost forgot my catchphrase. (laughs) I threw you for a loop there. And I'm Jake. So happy to be back once again. Ryan, how has the last week been? It's been fucking insane. Like, this has been the wildest week. 
Are you going to Sundance? I've ever had in my life. I'm going to Sundance. <laughs> um, no, I. Um, so I think last Tuesday, maybe I got a new car. Yes. And it was I mean, it's basically like my dream car. Um, I just really lucked into it. Um, and it's it's literally a car from your dreams. It's got its own pizza oven. Yeah, <laughs> there's flies. a soda fountain in the back. Yeah, <laughs> <It> flies. <laughs> Time travels. It's the turtle um, van. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. No, it's it's uh, a Subaru Crosstrek, mm-hmm. and it's it was funny. It's like I, it just kind of happened to be one that was like in my range and had all the things I was looking for. And it was like, it ended up being, it looks amazing and I'm just so happy and excited with it. (laughs) So that, that was a bit of good fortune and it's been really fun. And then I'd like, I'd like to thank our good friends at Subaru for sponsoring the show also. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Subi gang. Quality automobile. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. And then, um, And then a couple days later, on Friday, I started moving into my new apartment. Nice. Um, started staying here on New Year's Eve, and it's been incredible. So I'm recording for the first time in my new apartment. Um, in this, I mean, this has been the place I've wanted to live for a long time, and um, it was the first place I looked at, and. I, um, I'm really, really thrilled to be here. So I'm really well, happy. So I'm no, I'm no longer living with uh, super fan Judy Barrett. Your, your docile tones sound beautiful mm. in this new, thank you. Thank you. New place. So right on any, uh, did you, I mean, so I'm, I'm guessing through all the chaos probably didn't have really much time to catch up on anything. We're in kind of that lull of the movie season for sure and especially the television season there's not too much coming out right now but uh hopefully in another week or two i think we can get back into uh, starting to see some quality content coming down the pipeline yeah Is there anything you're you're yeah i'm excited excited i'm excited to watch white noise on on netflix um Mm. and there's i don't know there's some other stuff i'm excited to watch um I I haven't really seen anything since the last episode. Mm-hmm. I just right. this morning started watching How To on mm-hmm. HBO. Um, and I just watched the first episode and I thought it was really fun, funny, weird. Um, and that's one that I've like wanted to get into for a long time. I knew I would like it if I just kind of sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um and it definitely kind of like fit my, it was right for my mood this morning. So, um, nice. so that was good. Yeah. Other than that though, I've just, I've been listening to a ton of music lately. Like yeah. at, at my place, that's kind of been the, the vibe is just putting on music and, you know, hanging right. out or, uh, working on getting stuff organized. 
Well, it, you know, when we were talking about our, our best ofs and favorites from the last year a few weeks ago, um, we there was one we skipped over, and rightfully so, because everything was just a close second. Um, but I want to say, if 2022 was the year of Beast... Uh, talking about things I'm looking forward to, I think 2023 is going to be the year of 80 for Brady. I don't know if you know about this film. I don't think no so. No idea? So it's... Uh, it's oh, yes. I, I do. I last did see Vegas, the trailer for that. But yes, it's women. Yes, and, yes, and they, they go, yes, yes, I did see the trailer <laughs> for this. I could just, again, I could see the picture that it's just, it's just somebody coming into some movie exactly. He's like, it's Las Vegas, but it's women, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, that, I, I saw the trailer the other day. I thought I was having another stroke, uh, but it turns out this is a real movie and I think it's going to be a hit. Um, yeah, I didn't really do too much content. Uh, I did catch up. Uh, binge watch the entire series of White Lotus so now we are caught up together fun series but I just do not understand the point of its existence <laughs> definitely has a message but I'm just like oh I could have gone with or without that I don't know <laughs> loved all the performances but as mm-hmm. a series as a story I'm just like this is this is just 30 minutes of of French or life in France and how critics panned the first movie theater. <laughs> you, you, uh, you are obviously paying very close attention because it does not take place in France, but no, you know what I mean? Italy, France, Hawaii, where I bet the next season will be in France. Yeah. We'll see. South Africa. Maybe that's a high contender. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of shitty people there. So Qatar. um and then no but it was again a good series i just i i can't put it up there with some of my bigger favorites so um also watched black adam Hmm. wasn't a wasn't a bad movie but it definitely is i mean it's it's just the so many themes are so similar to a White Lotus Marvel movie, <laughs> like I mean, like to to hey, here's this you know hidden away country that nobody really knows about, and they have a secret superhero. <laughs> it is very much uh, uh, a a copy, if you would. But yeah. uh, again, it wasn't a but it wasn't a bad movie. It's just it's the lesser of two. So sure. I don't know. Uh, let us get back in to our uh tv theme song tournament we we still have uh the second half of the first round uh to talk about and this is this is going to be a very very interesting half um we we actually have quite a few uh lyricless uh uh songs uh to talk about today so should be interesting but uh right at the top we're gonna have uh mash uh, Suicide is Painless from MASH up against uh, the X-Files theme from X-Files. So originally written for uh, the film, but uh, then we had the lyricless version uh, for uh, the TV show. Funny thing about this song. So the film was directed by Robert Altman. Are you a Robert Altman fan? I am. And 
He's, he had two stipulations about this song. He said it has to be called Suicide is Painless, and it has to be the stupidest song you've ever heard. Hmm. So tried to write it himself. Couldn't do it. He's like, I was 45. I wasn't stupid enough. Has his 15-year-old son write the lyrics. I knew his son did it, but I did not know the rest of that. That's wild. <laughs> 15 year old son uh robert altman got paid seventy thousand dollars to direct the movie his son made over a million dollars for oh, wow. co-writing the song <laughs> um composed by johnny mandel uh that guy that the vikings should have yeah. taken in the, the first the, round the, 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 i was just gonna say the same thing <laughs> oh, you took it right out of my mouth ah i gotcha that's okay it was um, a softball <laughs> So what do you what do you think here? I mean, Mash, the, this song is iconic, right? Oh, absolutely! This is a slam dunk. I mean, X Files is like I I honestly can't even hum it. But again, oh. I know we've talked about X Files before in the past. I wasn't a nerd, so I wasn't really into X Files. Um, well, I figured you were going to say this, so uh, you know we haven't had a chance to do this much. Let Let's go to a, a clip of the X Files theme song. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry sorry technical difficulties there it's not the x-files theme song but uh yeah go ahead but, yes um mash is one of the all-time greats and the funny thing is like i i like the movie version fine i think it's you know it's sure it's fine <laughs> but the the TV version is like so much better, and it's so much like bouncier and more fun. the mm-hmm. The movie version is very like melancholy. Um, the the TV version is like it's TV gold. It's one. It's yeah. one of the iconic TV theme songs, and um, yeah, I. The the end of it, um, it's like <laughs> so great. Um, but yeah, M- mash fucking rules. X Files is Drools. meh. Yeah, <laughs> X Files is like something that would be on pure moods. It probably was actually on pure moods. I, I think this is going to be closer than you're comfortable with, though. Just because the X-Files was a big 90s show. We got a lot of 90s kids in as Pop-Tarts, so we shall see. Um, our next uh, matchup, uh, and again, lyricless here, unless you count the little voiceover uh, in one I of do. these shows. Okay, so that's the lyrics to the song? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wish we were talking about a different song. It'd be even funnier. But this is a heavy synth matchup. We have the Knight Rider theme from Knight Rider uh, up against uh, Miami Vice theme from Miami Vice. Um, yeah, a lot of synths in uh, the Knight Rider theme. Uh, the composer said he used about five or six synths and a bass guitar, and a drum, and that was it. Um, Miami Vice, this thing was huge. Uh, Our only song in this tournament to win two Grammys, two (laughs) Grammys for the Miami Vice uh, theme song, uh, went to number one. Uh, It was uh, 
one of the most uh, up until the Harlem Shake, it was the most recent uh, lyricless song to go to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, written by Jan Hammer. Sounds like a good 80s villain also. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I, I found this really weird. It was the number one album. Uh, the the uh, Miami Vice soundtrack was the number one album for 11 straight weeks. And I had to That's do wild. some digging. I'm like, okay, it couldn't have it couldn't have been that just on the basis of just this song. So there was a couple of Glenn Fry songs. There was a Shaka Khan song. But the big one, <laughs> the cheater code, In the Air Tonight by Phil yeah. Collins was on the soundtrack. So Yeah, was um, it uh, You Belong to the City by Glenn Fry? Was that on? I think, yeah, You Belong to the yeah. City. Yep, yep. Uh, um, no, this, uh, and, you know, Miami Vice, for me, it was more about the vibe and it was more about the cinematography and like the fact that they used current like you know rock pop songs um mm-hmm. in like kind of a music video sort of way you know it was sort of like meant for the new MTV generation um one hand helped the other exactly so you know Miami Vice i definitely think um is a much more important, uh, you know, the music of Miami Vice is much more important than the music of Knight Rider. But just holding up the opening theme song to Miami Vice versus the opening theme song to Knight Rider, I have to give it to Knight Rider personally. Oh, that bass. Doo-doo, yeah. Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. Sorry. Yeah. We won't. No, that's great. <laughs> That's yeah. Knight Rider theme song is pretty fucking great. Yeah, I, I it's good. I you, so talk about openings. I love that 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 drum, the do 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 do. It's almost Phil Collins drumish uh, in the at the beginning of Miami Vice theme song, and it's mm-hmm. I, I again I think this is a really close matchup. I have to agree with you. I lean Knight Rider, but. Um, yeah, this could this could kind of go either way. Um, I could I could easily see it going either way. So, um, continuing our instrumental matchups, uh, we have the Night Court theme from Night Court up against Angela from Taxi. So uh, the night this is a very jazzy matchup here. Uh, I like I like the way this is fitting together. Um, Night Court theme was composed by Jack Elliott. Uh, he did the Barney Miller theme. Hmm. And now you can hear it, right? You can kind of hear it. And then, you know, it it, it fits. Really loves that wacky sax. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, tough, tough matchup here for that song, because Angela, written by hip-hop pioneer Bob James, are you familiar with Bob James? I am not not as a hip hop pioneer. Yeah, um, well, let me let me give you some, let me give you some. So his uh, his song Nautilus uh, was sampled in Daytona 500 by Ghostface. Uh, was sampled uh, a lot on the Fun Crusher Plus uh, LP by Company Flow. Uh, Take Me to Mardi Gras was sampled uh, on Take It Back by Wu Tang Clan. So I don't know if and you could most... call him. I don't know if you could call him a hip hop pioneer. It's not like he was <laughs> in the Sugar Hill Gang. Most famously, <laughs> I got one more. 
His song Sign of the Times was the hook in Regulate. Hmm. So, no, it, there's literally a section on his Wikipedia entitled Hip Hop Pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> so if Wikipedia says so, he's he's still working with all these guys. So, yeah. um, <laughs> what do you think about our, our jazzy matchup here? This is the toughest matchup for me, maybe of the whole tournament. Okay. Um, de- definitely since, uh, what was it, Gary Shandling versus Welcome Back Cotter <laughs> in the play-ins. That, that, was, that was the toughest matchup up till now. This is really, really tough. Because Night Court is like such a fucking banger. It's so tight. And the bass line is so hot. And didn't but, you play Woodblock on this song? I did, yeah. <laughs> interesting you knew that. Um, and Taxi, though, is just such a vibe. And it's so weird for a comedy yeah. the TV theme song. Because it's very, like, very serious and very moody, you know? So um, my... My in-depth analysis here, though, I, I agree with everything you say. Um, I think Taxi uh, Angela might be the better song, mm-hmm. but the less remembered. It's just it, it's not a song that like you can just kind of pull out of nowhere and kind of start humming. I, I'll say in its defense, I think that makes sense for us because we weren't really alive in the prime of Taxi. I think <laughs> if you ask like my parents, they might disagree. Uh, are all your friends, are all your mom's friends suddenly flocking to join pop tournaments? Yes. <laughs> Tipping the scales? Yeah. Just just for this matchup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when that happens. I love when mm-hmm. we get a random retweet. They're like... And like the, the Mariah Carey stands come out. <laughs> yeah. Judy Barrett's like, um, hip-hop pioneer Bob James is... In an upcoming matchup, I need you all to join. Um, but yeah, this this is really tough. And I remember like just you know hearing around as as I was like kind of soaking in pop culture um, sure. in the you know as a teenager, hearing like the taxi theme song is one of the great theme songs. You know, Mm -hmm. that was just kind of like commonly thought of as one of the great theme songs. I never really knew it until more recently. And now, like, I will literally play on Spotify, like, Bob James Radio, uh, because that's this fucking Because you love hip-hop. Because I love hip-hop. I'm a purist, yeah. I'm into the older stuff, though, you know, like Bob James. (laughs) Uh... Before before there was actually rap in hip hop, I was really into it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The taxi theme song is like the it's like the Chicago Bulls intro of TV theme songs. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I don't know. I love the that one. That one had a weird name too. Vangelis. That's an artist. Oh, okay. It was something that ended with an S. Maybe it was, was it Hey Jealousy? Hey Jealousy. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait because uh, it, later we have a, a song that almost was 
in this tournament, and I, I can't wait to discuss that. But we have to move on. Uh, interesting. That's that's going to be a tough matchup. But uh, coming up next, we have um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air up against the Facts of Life from the Facts of Life. I love a good theme song that has the exact same title as the show, um, but it fits here. Uh, Alan Thicke making another appearance in this tournament. Uh, he wrote uh, The Facts of Life. I feel like The Facts of Life is like the free bird of TV theme songs. It's got ten fucking verses. Wow. <laughs> it, just, it just goes on forever. And a massive, iconic guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's like... Well, uh, the, the one theme song that I would have included... Uh, but we, we stuck to pre-2000. Too Many Cooks. I would have put Too Many Cooks in Is, is that the it's name old, of the show or the name of the song? It's an 11-minute adult swim uh, uh, thing, and it's just a theme song that goes on forever, literally, for the full 11 minutes. But, no, the facts of life, I could not, uh, looking up the lyrics, I just could not believe how long this song actually was. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Quincy Jones makes his second appearance in this tournament, having uh, composed and produced uh, along with uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince himself. Um, what do you think here? Um, this one's a little tough because Facts of Life, I mean, in the world of like 80s, 70s, 80s TV theme songs, this yep. is like, you know as good as it gets as far as that style of like the classic style of TV theme songs, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and don't forget Greg Kinnear. <laughs> He's um, the prose of that trio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He did win an Oscar if I'm not mistaken. So didn't prose also win an Oscar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting us off track. Facts of Life. Um, Facts of Life, great song. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, though, I think is gotta be maybe the favorite to win this whole tournament. It's up there. It's definitely up there. So, uh, funny thing, uh, more about the show than the theme song, but um, uh, Will Smith was pretty down and out, uh, kind of like he is today. Um and uh, Quincy Jones forced him to come to this party. He had, he had never acted before. Uh, in, uh, in Like Eyes Wide Shut style sex party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And um, met with the producers who had written uh, the pilot episode to, to The Fresh Prince. And <laughs> Quincy Jones made him audition right there on the spot in front of these producers. They ended up drawing up the contracts later that night in the limousine. Wow. Sounds like a very Quincy Jones move, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting fact about this show. Did you know Uncle Phil actually won a tournament for best <laughs> TV dads? Even though it, he's an uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's also a dad, even though his name well, is right, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he won for how he, he treated Carlton, not how he treated Will. <laughs> he He's a dad to more people than he is an uncle that we know of. 
Did you know he was also the voice of Shredder on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's we. I'm sure we talked about that. We did back in like. It'll episode, never not be wild though. Like episode 25, I'm sure we talked about that. But <laughs> possibly, possibly, yeah. No, I think, uh, and I, I think Fresh Prince walks here. Uh, different Strokes, uh, the other Alan Thick theme song, did not do well whatsoever in its matchup. So. Um, as prolific as a writer as the Thick family uh, has become, I don't think they have a chance here. Um, next, we have the Jeffersons. Uh, moving on up, uh, as uh, written and performed by Janet Dubois, uh, up against, uh, with a little help from my friends from the Wonder Years, smashed in its uh, uh, play-in matchup. Uh, what do you think here? Um, I, I love both these songs. Yeah, um, I personally think the Jeffersons should walk here. This is like, should. you know, again, one of the, in my opinion, like top 10 greatest of all time. Okay. Um, Wonder Years, also super iconic, but I think gets a little knock for not being an original song. Of course. Um, and also for not having the... Uh, title of the show in the lyrics. Uh, I guess I'm just kidding because the Neither Jeffersons. Does moving on up. Yeah, because <laughs> the Jeffersons are moving on up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that spoken word right before the song actually yeah. starts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Jeffersons were filmed before a live studio audience. No wonder yours did, didn't have that. Um, uh, no, I do have issues though. I mean, because lyrically, fish do fry in the kitchen. And beans do burn on the grill. True. It's, uh, Those are two things that happen all the time in my household. Yeah. <laughs> You're always cooking beans and ruining them. That's I one forget of the... about them on the grill and they burn. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the only people I know who make beans on a grill. Just You're firing like, up the grill hey, for a can of beans. Hey, guys. Want to come over to my house? I'll be cooking the, on the grill today. And the people come over and you're just like, all right, who wants beans? beans? People mm. are expecting hot dogs and burgers, but no, just just beans again. And then just you burn good. them every time. <laughs> I got some unfried fish in the kitchen. Yeah. If you're still hungry. <laughs> if you're still hungry after all these burnt beans. Um... No, I, I agree, though. I think, uh, moving on up, one of the most iconic songs of all time. And I, I'm i going to be torn, but I'm still going to be voting moving on up. Um, we're going to go way back in our next matchup here. We have The Ballad of Gilligan's Island from Gilligan's Island up against Happy Days from Happy Days. So, again, we got the titles. Got the titles and the titles. Um Funny thing, Happy Days was not the original theme song to Happy Days. I, I know, you know what, what it was. was. Yeah, it was um, Bill Haley and the Comets, um, Rock Around the well, Clock. Rock Around the Clock. So they went from counting hours to counting days. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, and it also made me think of Rock Around the Christmas Tree, which is just Christmas-fied Rockin' Around the Clock. True. Um. Gilligan's Island, that classic, just tell everybody what's a, what what is about to happen right there mm-hmm. in the in the lyrics. Um, 
What do you think? This is tough because Gilligan's Island, I mean, Gilligan's Island has like the kitsch factor, much like sure. Adam's family, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it is really fun and funny. And I do love that they introduce all the characters in the song. That's pretty great. <laughs> but Happy Days, I think Happy Days takes it. And yeah, I think Happy Days. Well, they is a introduce song. all the days in the song. They do. That That's a really good point. <laughs> Because really, if you think about it, the days are the star of the show. You're right. I mean, that's the, it's right there in the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this is a tough matchup in the fact that I don't think anybody's really going to care hard one way or another. Yeah. I, th- I think... Well, no disrespect. Who I think will win this is um, Abstain. We'll probably yeah. take this in a landslide. You know, okay. people people not voting. Yeah, and I think and I think uh, uh, whoever wins this is going to just get destroyed by whoever wins between the Jefferson and or moving on up and with a little help from I think either one of those songs uh, destroys the winner here. But you know, we give respect where respect is due. Yep. Um, our next matchup, uh, we have good times by uh, uh from good times and controversial here um because technically an ending theme song because the show didn't have any opening theme song um but the title character is right there in the in the name uh we've got tossed salads and scrambled eggs from frazier so um makes me hungry yeah <laughs> and our second oh go ahead two of my favorite foods uh, our second time today that the star of the show sings the song. We f- we failed to mention that with Fresh Prince. Oh, uh, yeah, Bel Air, yeah. You know, but now here we have uh, Kelsey Grammer. And B- Bob James it. does the rap on Taxi on Angela. <laughs> <laughs> you can... <laughs> but he wasn't the star of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's a really good point. <laughs> there, there's Mulder humming the tune to X Files. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I love toss salad and scrambled eggs. But that good time song, uh, very, you know, just one of those songs that it, it gets used for so many other things out there in mm. pop culture. Uh, you know. What do you? Well, how are you feeling? Um, good times. Yep. Yeah, I mean, tossed salad and scrambled eggs is cute um, sure. and kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but good times is like smash. It's gonna crush here, I think. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so too. Um, I'm gonna throw a pity vote to Fraser uh, because we have the same birthday. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to throw a here. pity vote to Fraser because he played Beast in X3. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it both X2 and X3, The <laughs> Last know. Stand? I don't or know. Or X-Men I, United? <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen either of those from beginning to end. But I just know Ooh, it, it's really hilarious. Seeing him dressed up as Beast and talking like Kelsey Grammer like, makes me LOL. I thought you were going to say he played Beast in Beast. Yeah. 
He played the titular beast in, in the movie. He's like, guys, I've done this role before. I can do it again. (laughs) All right. Our, our last matchup here, we have, I'll be there for you from friends, uh, up against love and marriage from married with children. Now, it was funny while we were talking to get ready for this tournament at a, at a point I, I had said, you know, do we just exclude all of the um, songs that were songs before they became theme songs? And you had brought up friends. This was actually a theme song before it was a full length song. So um, written by the producer producers and um, for Warner brothers and the only band under contract with warner brothers that was able to record it was the rembrandts that's the only reason they ever so they recorded the short version and then wrote and re-recorded a a longer version that we know as like the uh silly music video that played on mtv i want to say like two years after the show came out but there was a different song that was supposed to be the opening for friends was it uh, salad and scrambled eggs (laughs) i'll give you the band and i want to see if you can guess the song rem was asked if one of their songs could be used for the opening theme and i want to see this losing my religion no (laughs) shiny happy people that would be so ridiculously (laughs) bad losing my religion would honestly be better I want to no. I want him to do all the exact same dancing. Like I just want to superimpose shiny happy people over the opening of Friends now, and see how it works. I I know that there you know there's an effect where like if you take something that's super iconic and then change it to like what it was supposed to be. Like if you try to imagine Back to the Future with Eric Stoltz in it instead of Michael J. Fox, it's like whoa, that's crazy. This would be a terrible, terrible idea. Like, it's not that. I can imagine um, Back to the Future with Eric Stoltz. I cannot imagine Shiny Happy People as the theme song for Friends. And I'm not even, like, a huge Friends fan. <laughs> um, I think, I think Stan. I think... Honestly, Stand would be better. If you were going to go <laughs> R.E.M., that era, that album... Then, then they could have just been standing in the fountain. Yeah, they're all just still the whole time. <laughs> Very artsy. Uh, just single shot for the entire story. <laughs> um, Married with Children smashed in its playing game. And do you think there's enough blowback against Friends to make this an interesting matchup? Nope. Nope? No, I think this will be okay. 95 to 5. Percentage-wise. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so, uh, we know you really like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, how how far is Friends going? Uh, how far is I'll Be There for You going? Far. I, I think this, I mean, I, I think both of these are going to be in the, you know, they're going to go as far this as is, they can this before the they meet up against each other. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, so... All right, all right. We'll see. I I think again we have a very maybe one or two matchups not not as great, but a, a very very tight tight half uh, on this bracket. So and, and just kind of lo- looking at the other half, if I'm gonna predict, um, oh, you know, yeah, sure the the semis, I would say those two and Full House and 
Saved by the Bell. <laughs> well, we shall see. We shall see. So, uh, you got anything else this week? No, that's about it. All right. Well, for everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. Hip-hop legend Bob James. (laughs) 